it's episode four and we predict who will go up and who will go down in league one welcome to the efl sesh podcast Welcome back to part two of our League One preview, um, where we will be reviewing the remaining 12 teams, crescendoing up into placing them into our table of 24. Um, who goes down, who goes up, we decide. Uh, also flagging our top goal scorer, our biggest surprise of the year, and good or bad, and, uh, and player of the season as well, um, after which... We'll be giving you a, a Canvey Island update, the, the moment we've all been waiting for. Um, Andy, how's things? How are you feeling about your first 12 uh, pieces of analysis so far? Yeah, I'm not too bad, Joe. Thanks for asking. Um, yeah, I, I think it's been a... I think it's definitely been different to our kind of championship analysis. I think as you go into the different leagues, each league definitely has its own character and has its own kind of flavour, really. So I, I've been really, you know... It's been interesting for me just to kind of learn some more of the teams um, to kind of expand my EFL knowledge. Um, but also, you know, it does, did bring back memories from last season of being in League One and, and remembering some of the teams that, you know, I saw Ipswich absolutely batter last season. So it was, uh, it was really good. So, yeah, no, it's, it's been good analysis. Really enjoyed it, mate. How about you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Back, uh, I, I'm, I'm my my appetite is whetted to uh to follow in Ipswich's whilst trodden footsteps and uh, storm the league this year. I, I like the, uh, the 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 food inferences coming back straight away, like straight off the bat for this episode as well. What um, flavors? Uh, yeah, I'm. I, what what flavor would you say League One uh League One is this year? Uh, well, I'm gonna go based on an ice cream flavor so mm. you know, i think it's i think it's a well-rounded like chocolate chocolate i think it's very well-rounded like by lots and you know never really goes wrong really it's kind of middle of the road decent like for me like um spoiler alert vanilla is my top tier flavor if i'm being totally honest I'm quite simple when it comes to flavors but yeah vanilla's top tier speechless speechless but i i honestly wish i hadn't asked vanilla is your flavor ice favorite flavored ice cream i i just i can't get behind that in the slightest it's like it's like the victoria sponge comment yeah and even but even then i often hear people say victoria sponge i just distrust them but to just so brazenly say that your favorite flavor ice cream is vanilla wow yeah wow well, we better talk about football then. Yeah, before, so it's not before, we on yeah, yeah, before there are any more revelations. Though, it? it's fine. Because this is just disastrous. I'm already yeah. in a foul mood. Oh, I know. I'm so sorry. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm going to plug the socials. So obviously, you know, listen to us on all of your uh, podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, all that stuff. And, you know, please leave a five star review. It's, uh, it always helps out the podcast and gets our name out there and, uh, you know, gets more people listening to the absolute um, ear heaven. That is the EFL Sesh podcast. So, you know, please do listen and any feedback is much appreciated. We're, we're, we're always, as they say. Ear heaven. I like that. Also, I do not want any negative feedback. Like if anyone has that, they can keep it to themselves. Uh, I'm, I only work off positive affirmation. So 
if if you've got something nice to say then then say it but if not uh just write it in the notes of your phone and i'll pick it up at some point <laughs> nice excellent well should we get cracking then joe let's do it spin the wheel michael I don't like people making that reference because I absolutely hate Michael McIntyre, but <laughs> he's getting the, his his crap show is getting the plug of the century apparently. Oh, uh, well, I'm the biggest fan of him as well. To mm. be fair, so I, I I I got a groovy on that one. Okay, so I think I I think I finished the last episode, didn't I? So I think it is you to finish off, isn't it? So you to start off actually, not finish, start mm. this episode. So um, you have uh, you have for this start of the episode Cambridge. Go for it. Cambridge. Unlucky Cambridge. Um, me doing them first because I do not rate them this year. Uh I I don't like anything about the Cambridge side this this year. So that's <laughs> that's a positive. It, it, going straight in with my uh my anti-vanilla ice cream uh feelings, yeah. I I'll just switch that over to, to Cambridge. Um I I mean the manager fine he, he he fits the mold of uh my my earlier critique of a young manager that seemingly sticks around one club and doesn't do anything so i, I would like to see how uh how it goes when the proverbial hits the fan which i believe it will very early on in the cambridge season um as we have previously discussed losing both of your center forwards isn't ideal um and also losing your sort of second choice center forwards to another uh another club in the division below is not ideal either. Um, so where their goals are going to come from is is straight off the bat beyond me. Um, losing your centre back is isn't great uh, if you're a club that wants to stay in the division, and um, that's exactly what they've done. So yeah, not ideal. Um, I don't love their start either. I think they, although there's nothing on paper in their first five games that would be enormous cause for concern, I think they are tricky games in an awkward cadence. I think there is a lot of back and forth in those first five to ten fixtures and a lot of travel. And if there is one thing I do not like at the start of the year, it's travel. Um, So yeah, I'm a I'm not going large on Cambridge this year. Quite the opposite, in fact. I've got to agree with you. Don't, I don't rate their business. I think they, you know, losing Smith and Nibs, which was their like, you know, massive partnership last the last few years. Anyway, I think that's a that's you know, where's the goals going to come from? You need to be able to score goals. Yeah, it's it's, it's sure enough being able to keep them out of your net, but you need to be able to score goals to to get out of this league and you need someone that's going to be, you know, hitting 20, 25 game, goals a season to to have a decent season in League One. And I, I really don't see at all where that's going to come from in this team. So, yeah, um, I'm pretty much aligned to you. I think they're going to have a struggling season this year, unfortunately. Mm. Shame. Good away day, Cambridge. Good stadium, Yabby Stadium. Yeah. But um, yeah, not a uh, not a lot going for them. I don't think this uh, this season could prove me wrong. I have known very rarely uh, in the past to be wrong. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't really see past losing your two key strikers um, for no money. Yeah, uh, it's. And also not exactly coming off the back of the best season in the world last year either, like yeah. barely avoiding relegation. Um, hmm. Doesn't yeah. bode well. 
It's, it's crazy, actually. Their first game is Oxford at home. So you've got the Oxford-Cambridge derby, essentially, mm. on, a, on the first game of the season, which is mad to think, right? That is true. I didn't piece that together. The the, the brain belt derby. Maybe <laughs> yeah. they'll... Uh, no, uh, that's going nowhere. I was going to say maybe they'll have a game of chess in, in the ring at half time, but that, I don't know. It's, what are I talking about? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, have you got any? You must have an interesting fact about Cambridge. Surely. Oh, you've set me up for failure straight off the bat. You've managed to pick. There are only two more teams that I have nothing for, and this is one of them. Um, I was so low on Cambridge's chances this year that I couldn't even muster up a fun fact. <laughs> no, that's absolutely fine. No worries. It's all good. It's all good. You'll you'll definitely have some belters later on in the podcast. So well, now there's pressure on fine. me to have good ones later on as well. well Disaster. Yeah. I've had the worst of both worlds. Pressure is just for ch- yeah, pressure is just for tires, mate. So it's it's all good. You, you, wow. you can, deal, you, you can wow. deal with that. We'll consider that phrase stolen. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Pressure yeah, for tires. It's all good. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, let's spin the wheel again, Michael. Yeah. So it is my turn. So let's talk about Carlisle. Speaking so, of travel. Yeah, plenty of travel, definitely. Um, obviously, team that came up last year from League what, uh, League Two. Mm. Um, you know, Paul Simpson, very experienced manager at the you know, EFL level, I think. So, you know, he he did a great team, a great you know job last year. You know, beating Stockport in the playoff final. You know, Stockport. You know, I think going into our League Two predictions later on down the line, I think you know they're they're got to be right up there for you know for next season. So, you know, they did really well getting out of League One. Um, you know, surely his mindset, Paul, is literally just to keep him like in the league. If they can get anywhere past twenty first in the league, then I think that would be an unbelievable season for him this year. Um, obviously, you know, they're not gonna have the finances that, you know, they have in pre you know, the other teams have. But sometimes, you know, you do you do invest in the in in the, you know, the teams that don't have the most money. You want them to do well. And I do want Carlisle to do well. I think I've just don't know why, but I just really want them to do well. I think you know they're 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 investing in again some high league youngsters. I think the Butterworth signing is a decent signing. I think he could do pretty well. I've heard a lot about him, um, but the, again, it's quite young young base team um, trying to invest in the future. But I still think they need a bit more like not statement signings, but again, League One experience signings to really you know shuffle up that that team and, and give them a good spinal foundation to build from. I, you know, at the end of the day, I think they're going to, they're going to be round and roundabouts, the you know relegation zone. It's, it's got to just be surely survival from this season, Joe. I don't know about you. Yeah, I think they will potentially struggle. I think yeah. it might be a bit of a challenge to tempt people up to, to, to play for Carlisle. I don't know about you, Andy. Would you play for Carlisle? How much probably money not. would it take you to go and play for Carlisle? Oh, probably not. Didn't even get to how much money, just straight off the bat. No, that's that's, that's a, a long way. That's, but, a, that's um, a long, long way from where I live. Very long way. Yeah, fair enough. You could move, but... I suppose, yeah. Probably, probably, how, much yeah. It, how much they're paying me. That's true, yeah. But, well, blank check. Blank check. Play for Carlisle. What, what, what number do you need oh. per week? No, probably like, you know, 15 20 grand a week maybe i don't know wow what i wow i'm 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 a man that's like expensive taste my friend you know clearly I, I back yeah. myself clearly how much well, for you well i was going to say like 2 grand a week 3 grand a week i mean i 
you, you are still playing football and like Carlisle is still <laughs> like on the train line like, but <laughs> but yeah I, I don't know maybe I have, maybe I'm underselling myself we are we have already established I'm just a couple of shoe sizes and a turning circle away from being a professional footballer anyway so yeah okay maybe I need to up my up my fee I need to get a better agent um <laughs> really yeah in terms of their season I I I don't uh, I don't rate it very highly. Mm-hmm. The the one saving grace for them might be that last year they were a very organized side and I think that that does bode well um when you're in those sort of scenarios where you're not necessarily looking to push up the table but to consolidate the position that you want to have in the league which would be like you say anywhere above the top 4. Yeah. Um but I I don't see it at the moment. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally aligned to you on that one. I think it's going to be a struggle from this season. If they can survive, then that is, you know, I think that's Paul's done an absolutely sensational job if he keeps them up. So mm. we'll have to see how it happens. So any call, cool, cool, I like cool. that. I like first name terms with uh, oh yeah yeah with was... Mr Simpson, Mr Simpson, mm. <laughs> Mr Simpson, yeah yeah. But where you personally hate Gary Caldwell, but you're very close friends with uh with Paul Simpson. Well, um, he's, he's he's got this. He's got he's got a good first name because that's actually my middle name. So my middle uh, name. Okay. So you know we, we go way back clearly. Mm. Yet more detailed analysis. Um, <laughs> I do have a fact about Carlisle, and when I read it now, it doesn't sound right. But I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah, they will apparently, and this is round trip, so it's not just one way. Travel over ten thousand two hundred miles for just their away league games this year. Mad. Yeah, which is absurd. I think their longest. Travel. Yeah, it must be Exeter this season. Exeter, yeah. yeah, and I think it's something around three hundred and fifty odd miles one way. Yeah. So actually, yeah, that ten thousand three hundred odd doesn't sound too. Uh, yeah, that's nearly a thousand just in one away trip. Yeah, isn't it? that doesn't sound too ludicrous actually. But that, I mean, even that itself must must play a part. Obviously, you know, you get a bit of a home advantage because teams have to schlep all the way up. But you making that trip twenty three times in a year must must really take its toll yeah yeah definitely 100 percent. and it's uh you know there's only so much time you can be on a bus and you know twiddling your thumbs isn't it mm. <laughs> playing mario kart uh, yeah on your yeah. On, on the switch <laughs> <laughs> love it there you go that fun fact turned into analysis as well straight yeah. head in the game right right from the word go absolutely don't mess about here on the mm. fl sesh podcast so you know mm. that's cracking okay we'll spin the wheel for yeah, third third team already. Mm. So, Joe, can you talk to me about Cheltenham? Cheltenham? I'd love to. Mm. First game, Shrewsbury away. Sort of local derby there. Quite mm-hmm. quite enjoy that. I quite I quite like that uh that sort of spiciness to kick off the year, get that intensity up straight away. Um hopefully they win, because I don't think they'll have a very good season thereafter. Mm-hmm. Um I I mean the biggest loss for them and probably the the key thing in a Cheltenham fan's mind is the loss of Alfie May to league rivals uh Charlton mm-hmm. who we will presumably talk about in a bit um it, obviously striker goals don't like to lose it blah 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 but he's another one of those players that actually use lose a lot more when he goes um a team very much set up to play a certain way because of him 
um, losing him and seemingly not replacing him uh, is not ideal um, from a Cheltenham perspective. I note with great interest that they have brought in Curtis Davis as well, the yeah. uh, the Iron Man, who <laughs> every year um, runs his contract out and every year gets a new deal with somebody else. Um, so that 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 could uh, that could save them. Like, like I, I do rate that experience at, at the back, even if um, doesn't necessarily play every game. I think it's always good to have those sort of calm heads around the club, particularly yeah. if, uh, as predicted by the great oracles that are the pair of us, um, <laughs> that they might struggle this year. But um, yeah, for me, I, I really struggle to look past the loss of, uh, of Alfie May and the yeah. lack of a an obvious replacement to date. Yeah, I agree. You know, Alfie May for for the last few seasons has been always around that, like you know, fifteen to twenty goal contributions a season, right? Maybe even more than that. Um, and when you lose that kind of like firepower and in in that squad, it's imperative that you replace him with you know at least a like for like or even better. But I just can't see that they've done that yet. So you know, still time in the transfer window, but I think. I still think they've got some decent players in that team. I remember seeing them last season they were they played some nice stuff actually. It wasn't too mm. bad. Um so I I I have them in like the mid table shuffle, but I don't think that's that's the very much the heights what they'll get to. I don't think they'll get any better than that. Mm. Fair enough. Just have to see. But um yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to our table predictions in a bit. I think there's gonna be some absolute arguments coming up. Screamers. Um Screamers, yeah. Yeah. Wade Elliott, manager. Any thoughts on him? Yeah, he's he's been he's been around the block and he's a player. Like you've always know who Wade Elliott is, and I've I've always rated him as a player, and he's a bit of a stalwart, isn't he? So mm. um, you know, he seemed to consolidate him well last year. They were they were pretty pretty comfortable in the end, weren't too close to relegation, I don't think. So, you know, he clearly did okay. Did mm. okay last season. And, you know, again, another transfer window if he can get some more ammunition in then you know this will be the year where i think he really tries to prove himself and time will tell mm. well in what i presume uh is directly related to his uh success as a player he yeah. only played for teams beginning with the letter b so <laughs> 683 appearances five different clubs only the letter b bashley bournemouth burnley birmingham bristol amazing yeah so amazing. shout out to Wade Elliott's agent, I guess, for just not scrolling past B whenever he got an offer in. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love the alphabetical order. Loved yeah. it. Uh, well, no, yeah, that's that's that's, an, that's a very interesting fact, and uh, mm. I wonder if his agents actually his name starts with B as well. Yeah. Well, be I presume when Wade listens to this, because he will, um, he will also ask that question. It will hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Man City were on the list. Man United came in for him. <laughs> Didn't get past Burnley. It was like, oh, okay, great. Oh, yeah. Oh God. He yeah. Thirty-one goals in two hundred and twenty-one appearances he made for Bournemouth. But uh, that 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 pricks Put him his ears up. Yeah, he was like, Put him oh, on the map. Hmm. Oh. for Roy Keane. Like for like. Mm. <laughs> like Pretty for much. like. Love it. Oh cool. well, we'll spin the wheel again, Michael. We'll keep it rolling. Mm. So, I quite like how often we're calling each other Michael now. I know, that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not even our name. That's become a real thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
So time for me to talk about Bristol Rovers. Mm. So Bristol Rovers, obviously, you know, very famous, very famous manager like, you know, Joey Barton's known by the uh, the football masses, um, probably more for his off the field antics than on, on the field antics. But yeah, for being a complete tart. <laughs> Um, but you know, he, he seems to have done pretty well at Br- Bristol Rovers. To be fair, obviously got him out of League Two and possibly the most outrageous final day eight goal swing that he somehow yeah, I, had to overturn. Ever. I can't believe we've just let that one go as well. Yeah. I mean, in what is the most blatant match fixing scandal of all time, just <laughs> unfolded before our very eyes. We just we just decided we weren't going to investigate that because it was a nice story. I mean, absolutely ludicrous to assume that a professional football club could lose 7-0 um, <laughs> to Bristol Rovers and then not immediately dissolve themselves afterwards for just just a mind-blowingly poor performance. But, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess um, we'll move on. But Yeah, I can see you're very, uh, very passionate mm. about that particular uh, afternoon. Mm. Oh, man, yeah, that was, again, somehow it happened. But yeah, mm. Ooh, Joe Barber was the manager and he made it happen. So clearly it's... Uh, <laughs> it's mad, but uh, Joe, I think you think otherwise, but it's fine. Um, I've always thought they've had some really decent players. Um, like I think the one that stands out massively is Aaron Collins. He's a very, very good winger. He got so many contributions last season. It was, I think, he was probably the player. I think he was named Player of the Season, wasn't he? Or League One Player of the Season? Well, he was right up there, wasn't he? I think mm-hmm. remember rightly. So I think he, uh, you know, he he's keeping him is absolutely imperative. I think if they lose him, then I think they're in trouble. I think they've, you know, they definitely won't be challenging for any of the top honors in the league this year. Um, but with him, they may have a chance. Um, but I, 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 the transfer business is a bit sketchy. I think I don't think it's great. George Friend is a very experienced left back from Birmingham. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay. Um, I think Luke Thomas again, again, he's a pretty decent player back in the, you know, from from Barnsley. I think that's okay. Bit of business, but you know, nothing that's you know revolutionary or you know pulling trees up. You know, I, I think it's pretty, uh, pretty average if I do say so myself. But there's still plenty of time to to go. They probably will bring in some good players. Like you know, it's a decent club. Bristol Rovers. I've always kind of rated them as a club. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much my summary of them, really. I don't think they're going to have a revolutionary season, but I think they'll be all right. Mm. What about you? Well, it's a time time will tell where I have them on my on my table. Um, yeah. Who knows whether I think they'll be all right or not, uh, which might indicate that I don't think they'll be all right. Mm. But um, I, I I think I, I agree with that. I think to double down on the George Friend point, I think that's a that's a great signing. Um, mm. None of those ones that actually you bring in an experienced player, and I think he can still do a job at that level. So yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, in a as aforementioned problem position, fullbacks are a challenging bunch. So to bring in an experienced one of good quality is a is a bit of a coup. But um, yeah, I have reservations about Bristol Rovers this year. Um, I don't love how they ended last season. Yep. I don't think eight points off the relegation zone is that much, um, all, all things considered, over the 46-game season. I don't think they've done good business this year. And as you may have noticed, I don't rate Joey Barton very highly as a manager. So, oh, don't you? I didn't know no, that. No, I know. I hide it quite well, actually. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm... Uh, 
yeah, maybe not as not as confident that they'll be okay as a uh, as you are. Hmm. That is interesting. I think um, it's, it's probably going to go one or two ways, I think, this, um, for Bristol Rovers this season, and we'll just have to see how they get on. But yeah, like you said, actually, when you think about it, there were only eight points above the relegation zone last year. That doesn't strike me as a decent season. So maybe mm. I'm looking at it from a different lens. Mm. But yeah, any interesting facts or tidbits about Bristol Rovers, Joe? Uh, yes. And it starts with a question Do you run? Do you run 5Ks? Do I run 5Ks? Have you yeah. seen me? Um, no, not really, no. <laughs> well, actually, that's perfect, because do I have the programme for you? <laughs> it's called the Gas to 5K, and is, I mean, it's a very obvious rip-off of another uh, yeah. Couch to 5K app, but um, it is a 10-week online programme that will get you from the terrace to 5K, completing nice. your first park run on the first day of the 11th week. Love that. Mm. So... Love that. There you go. Do you sign up, Joe? Maybe, maybe. I'm tempted now. Maybe, maybe you can. Uh, maybe you can be on first name basis with Joey. Maybe. Mm, maybe. <laughs> maybe not as well. <laughs> I think you'd actually probably prefer the latter. If I'm being mm. totally honest. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Okay, cool. We'll spin the wheel again for the next team. So, Joe, can you talk to me? And what do you think the chances are of actually interesting club? Cholton Athletic. Well, I don't rate their chances very highly in their opening fixture. I have to say, prepare yourself for disappointment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that, well, last year, 10th, probably a bit underwhelming from them, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. This year, I think they will do slightly better. Whether or not it will be the season that they want to have, I'm not necessarily convinced. But um, yeah, I don't think they have any cause for concern. Um as we've mentioned before, I think bringing in Alfie May is a great uh, addition. Uh, obviously, replacing rather than like adding to a forward line, having lost the uh, the star-studded striker of Macaulay Bond, fire mm-hmm. Orient hero, firing us a National League promotion back in the day. I think it's hero. Um, yeah, I think I think he came from. Ipswich to Orient, I believe. He, he might he, be making that yeah. up, but I think that is his route. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know, Charlton Macaulay Bond um, yeah. for, <laughs> for leaving Charlton. Um, but yeah, so alongside that, I think it, it is a like for like swap, but I think it is a good one. Um, and I think that bringing in the keeper, um, Harry Eistead, have I got that right? Yeah, Harry Eistead from yeah. Luton, right? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think that's again necessary because they're losing goalkeepers. But um, interesting. I, I think it's it's a good manoeuvre to establish a strong strike force and a strong, well, anchor for your back line if you are looking to push for promotion, which I think is what they should be doing this year. So, yeah, I'm a. Uh, other than the first game of the season, where they will suffer a heavy defeat. Um, to, to the Orient. Well, yeah, that's, it'd be weird if they weren't playing Orient after that, <laughs> uh, after having them up like that. But um, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think they're in, in for an interesting season. Positive, positive moves up the table from, uh, from last year. That's really interesting. I'm really high on Charlton this year. Mm. I, I, I'm really high on them. I think their business has been very good. 
I've seen Eister play for Luton and he's, you know, he's a very, he'd be a very good keeper in League One. Um, Alfie May again, aforementioned, but I think the Kamara signing for Ipswich. So Kamara came into Ipswich from Plymouth um, when they were like in League One um, last season and he was very, very highly rated and he's had experience, you know, being at the top end of the table for for Plymouth and Ipswich. So I think bringing him on a loan for the season, I think that's a very, very good bit of business and he will do some really good bits in League One, I bet. And I'm really high on that signing. So I've been really rating their transfer business. I think they've actually done pretty well and I... I don't know. I just have a feeling about them this season. I, I'm really high on them. I, I, you know, I'll talk about my predictions later. But I've got them up at the upper echelons of the table, in my opinion, anyway. So mm. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty highly optimistic on them this season. For some reason, yeah, that's but... good. Yeah, they they'll have to recover from their their ten nil defeat um, to open the open the season and uh, get their season back on track thereafter. But I guess exactly. It is a forty six game season. One game doesn't make all the difference. No, absolutely. I love the Valley as well. Love the stadium. I've been to yeah, the Valley a couple of times. Love mm. Great stadium in the Valley. Love the club. Um, cool. Nice one. Any cool tidbits on Charlton, Joe? I I do, actually. And again, this is another one that I read and think, have I been had on here? But no, the internet is a trustworthy place. So the addicts, obviously, thought to yeah. come from southeast london way for mm-hmm. saying haddock fish and okay. a local fishmonger would attend charlton matches waving a haddock nailed to a stick advertising his shop <laughs> now as i say it it does sound more incorrect because <laughs> let's say for example you have nailed a fish to a stick I feel like a it's going to immediately just start like spraying everywhere if you yeah. wave it about, and b how big is this fish? Because if it's like enormous, I I just feel like it's just it, I don't know. I, I've got it's going to have to be big for everyone to see it. But then as soon as you start waving it about, it's either going to be flopping around all over the place, like spilling fish over everyone. Yeah, yeah. or it's going to just like as it heats up just melt basically on your stick mm-hmm. and you're just going to be like waving about a horrible fishy stick and then and the last thing i would want after seeing that is to go to a fish market and buy fish so <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm not convinced either it's incur- it's just not true or he was a bad fish salesman um i mean i don't think we'll ever know to be totally no. honest but no. I, I, the, the, you're you're very convincing in your tones of words or your words anyway. So I I I, I believe you, Joe. Maybe fine. I'd make a good fish salesman. <laughs> I think you would. Yeah. Okay. Think... Well, next career sorted. When? Well, no, not get even when. Borough, get yourself it's... on Borough Market or outside of uh, outside of Orion and uh, sell some fish. Yeah, exactly. Well, then when they check your bag on the way in, they'd be like, "What's that in there?" It's like, "Oh, it's just fish." They'd be like, "Oh, well, why are you bringing fish in?" Well, that guy just flogged me loads of fish. I didn't, I didn't come with the intention of getting fish. He just, he's a really good fish salesman. And then the guy, and actually, this is perfect because then the security guard would come over and be like, obviously, he can't be that good. And then I'd sell him fish as well because <laughs> we have established I'm an elite fish salesman. That's just money for money. Like, oh, yeah, okay, this works. Actually, the, the guy was onto a winner. The, the fellow who did this at Charlton, if and when he did it, um, it. <laughs> 
Right, gold so. mine, gold mine, printing money. That exactly. New new uh, business idea. So when you know, well, to be fair, we won't need it because this podcast goes. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah. so it's fine. Mm. It's all good. Nice. On that segue, mm. in the will, Michael. <laughs> that, that segue from fish salesman to Michael McIntyre's BBC One hit, "Spin the Wheel." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so both absolutely rancid. To be fair, so there's your link. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's my time to speak about Fleetwood, Fleetwood Town. So, do you know, I, I quite like Fleetwood. I don't know, I just always have. I always thought they're a good club, and I really like Scott Brown. He, 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 wow, that's not a sentence that you hear that often. The biggest shit house in football <laughs> ever. I just love him. Like, it just, he's that guy that is just always on your back. Like got as many red cards as he probably made appearances in his <laughs> in his career, but I just loved him. I don't know why, but I think he's done made a pretty good start for his um Fleetwood, you know, Fleetwood managerial career. I think that's that's been pretty good. I, I, I you know, they came I think in mid table last year. They did lot. They didn't lose too many, but they I think they were the draw specialists last season. I think they were like eighteen draws or something like that. So clearly, like you know, they either don't, they either are pretty good at the back or they're just pretty average up front. To be totally honest, but I think he's done transitioned into manage well. But I just yeah, I just really like Scott Brown. Always have. Don't know why, but especially at the time of Celtic, seeing him and like the the old firm derbies is just it was just great to watch. Great mm. entertainment, man of the people, just entertaining them all day. Maybe not man of the people, but you know he's an entertainer. Mm. Um, uh, on that, we quickly. Yeah, I just googled how many cards Scott Brown has had over his over his career. Go for it. Red cards. So seven hundred and sixty appearances. Let's round yeah. up. Only eight red cards. So that's I'm quite like, low, actually. actually that's, yeah. that's not too bad. 185 yellow cards <laughs> that doesn't seem right that that's a what this oh, i'm that's struggling one in, for seven. one in seven he's getting a yellow card one in seven no, that's one in four no one of us is one of us is bad at maths 760 yeah, yeah, 185 cards. Oh, 185. Oh, yeah. I thought like lower that. 185. Yeah, it's like one in four, isn't it? So that's, yeah. So every nice. every 4.1 games, he was picking up a book in. That oh. seems that seems ludicrous. Oh, gotta love him for it though. Mm. Gotta love it. No, it's uh it's good. Um but yeah, no, I I think they've kept majority of their squad. They've only, you know, got rid of some fodder. Um Wow. Think... <laughs> some fodder? I love that. Imagine being uh... classified as fodder. <laughs> got some fodder. Sorry, um... Daddy Andrew. <laughs> True, yeah. Um and I, I think they'll do all right. I think they're going to be in the mid-table shuffle, I think, generally. Again, I don't see them, you know, being in a relegation scrap. I think the Montgomery signing, the the left-back, I think he's he's good. He's quite highly rated at Celtic, I've, I've researched, I think. So I think if uh, he does anything like uh, that, and obviously the links that Scott Brown has with the club, clearly I think he must rate him as a player. Um, and I think, you know, it's not been revolutionary, their transfer business, and they've got more time to, you know, Add more heads, add more heads to the squad, but I think they'll be okay. I, I like Jack Marriott. I think he's a good player. I think he's a big plus playing for Fleetwood. And I think that's a big, big player. If they keep him, that's good. He's definitely, you know, good at League One level. Um, and it'd be it'd be nice to see them get a few more wins and and maybe you know cement themselves in in league as a you know good mid table team. Maybe even this season, you know, edging towards the playoffs. We'll have to see. What about you? 
We will indeed. Yeah, I they're they're a mid table club for me. Yeah. Um not in a negative way, just in a matter of fact way. Um I they came mid table last year. Um I think they'll come mid table again. Um I am perfectly fine leaving it there. Very little to say about Fleetwood yeah. that hasn't already been said. Um apart from our loving with Scott Brown now, apparently. Yeah. Love him. Love mm. him. Big always rated him. I liked him as a player as well, to be fair. He was that steely midfielder, but the the card fact, that's the tip, but that's gonna I don't think we're gonna get any higher than that, to be fair. 185 cut yellow cards. That is that seems like that, a lot. It's what's, like, what's the second dirtiest player you can think of? Lee Catamol. Oh, that's a rogue shout. Love that. Yeah, but Lee Catamol was, I think that, just like Christmas every year, that was pretty much a guarantee to get a yellow card in the game, Lee Catamol. I'd like to see them stats as well. Well, they're, they're, they're coming. Um, they're talk coming. Amongst, talk amongst yourselves. Um, oh, wow. I think we actually might be talking about an even dirtier player. So 400 games, the mere 400. Yeah. Nine red cards. So immediately he's ahead. And 133 yeah. yellows. Oh, so, sensational stuff. Yeah, that. I think, like one in three in it must be. Yeah, much dirtier than almost exactly one in three. That's that's like probably well as close as one in three you can get from 400. Yeah. Um, wow. And maybe he did it deliberately. Maybe he's a mathematician at heart. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, great, a great shout. I wouldn't have gone anywhere near that. But yeah. What would you have said? What would you have gone for? Hmm. Who would I have gone for? Like, like the classic, like. Roy Keane or Paul Skulls or someone because yeah. the, the old like oh Paul Skulls would have played more if he got a few yellow cards it was like oh, would he <laughs> yeah yeah well, he was a sensational player he would definitely would have just kept playing like mm. but you know he's yeah definitely a dirty player but yeah Catamaro is always the one that springs to mind he just always got yellow cards or red cards one them yeah. two cool we'll spin the wheel then go on then so, Joe can you can you talk to me about Shrewsbury, I it would be my absolute pleasure, pleasure to talk to you about Shrewsbury. Um, not before I've told you that Fleetwood uh, is the only city in the UK to possess three lighthouses. But um, oh, nice! Yeah, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Also, that was very specific terminology. It specifically says it possesses three lighthouses. Wow! So I don't, I don't know whether that's like deliberate or not. Like, I don't know if a lighthouse is like owned by a city or whether it's just like whoever wrote that passage of text was a weirdo but yeah Fleetwood possess three lighthouses anyway Shrewsbury um is it the Matty Taylor that is there yeah, it's, uh, the, their... it's the Matty Taylor wow. former West Ham Bolton and Portsmouth player yeah. there you go what a uh what a stat I, I I I didn't make that connection until I read your uh your detailed notes your detailed research that is a uh, that's cool I like that Maybe if I'd known that, I would have gone uh, gone higher on them, but I didn't, so I didn't. Um, I well, that's that's good for them having a bit of experience at the top. I don't I don't have any idea about his managerial career, um, so I guess that remains to be seen. Um, I I mean, transfer business wise, hate the fact they've lost their their sort of talisman, their their centre back Pennington. Um, yeah, again, key position, uh, losing a big player at, um, not ideal. Their their transfer business in is okay. Um, I don't like mind the players they're bringing in, and they seem to be going down the route of um picking up a few free transfers from the division above, which yeah is like often works. Like don't get me wrong, that's not a terrible uh, ploy, 
but yeah, I, <laughs> I I don't necessarily see them having a barnstorming season. Um, I I think they might be one of those teams though, with a couple of introductions, a couple of new players. They could surprise us. They could surprise me. They could. I I think they're a very established League One club, right? And I think they were now. And I think yeah, that's probably where they'll be at the end of the season. Like, um, yeah, in that mid table area. I think that the like you said, a couple of good additions, couple of one, couple of one. You know, these youngsters from the teams above. All they need to do is have a really good season, and and you know that 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 solidifies them in the league, right? So, you know, I'm not too worried about them, but I love Matty Taylor uh, as, as a player anyway. He was obviously a bit of a West Ham legend. I was going to say that West Ham yeah. connection. Yeah, especially when we went up in the championship, he was a key player in that and always scored some absolute outrageous goals. Like, I remember that goal for Portsmouth where he scored it from like the halfway line, you know, and, and you know, he's always known for unbelievable finishes but yeah um have to see um he hasn't been in a job for a while he's you know he's only just come in um so we'll have to see how he gets on really here's one for you halfway line goals are they skill or are they just sort of luck chances uh it it depends it depends on uh, i think it depends on the situation like if you look Mm. at if you look at like um beckham's goal you know, the one that made him famous. Mm. He, you know, you could tell he was intentionally doing that, right? He, he braced himself. He was aiming to lob the keeper. Mm. So, But I think, you know, if it, one, one of them is just like an absolute hit, you can get just hitting hopers and just mm. see what happens. But like, if you're a team that's under the cosh and you just need to, like, just try and get a shot on target, you may just try and pop one from, like, halfway line to even just, like, get a bit of confidence or get your team up there and they just mm. go. In. I do think they can be very much intentional, yes. Ah, see, you've you've thrown me there because yeah, I was very much on the bandwagon of complete luck. Basically, yeah. see a keeper off his line, give it a pump. Every now and then it goes in, crowd goes wild. You get nominated for goal of the season, although yeah. your skill there has been to kick the ball a long way. Um, but actually, that Beckham shout is a great one because I think he did genuinely, yeah, spot him. And now, ah, uh, now my my whole life has been turned upside down with that one. <laughs> David Beckham's turned my life upside down. He's, he's a, lot of, a lot of players uh, or a lot of people's uh, lives upside down, isn't he? He's a massive figure, isn't he? He is. Do you reckon he goes around just turning people's lives upside down on the regular then? Probably, just reminding probably, people yeah. of that goal. He probably does, yeah. He's, he's lived off that goal for years. That's what made him famous, isn't it? So it's not like he's, you know, over 100 appearances for England and probably scored one of the best free kicks I've ever seen. Like, you know, but <laughs> apart, from that, apart from that, it's just like that halfway line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just that one moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't mean I, I think that's peaked really on David Beckham. There's no point yeah. in the tidbit there. Let's let's spin the wheel. Yeah, fair enough. It's a weak tidbit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Joe. Mm. Talk to me about I should talk to you about Shrewsbury. Oh, you did, yes, yeah, me, innit? It? It's me. Yeah. I'm just I just I just want to hear all your analysis. I'm just probably just gonna <laughs> give every, every team to you moving forward, but I'll talk to you about Portsmouth. Ooh, so yeah, Portsmouth, yeah, you know, big club, you know, amazing fans, love the stadium, you know, it's a Fratton Park has always been, you know, a stadium that most people know. And but they've they, they've really have just been like stuck in League One, haven't they, for a fair few seasons. Mm. And I really want them to go up. I think everyone loves Portsmouth, you know, they've they've they've, you know, they're two FA Cups that they won, you know, in the glory days when they had Crouchy Defoe. You know, Carnu in their in their ranks. You know, they had that period where they were really good in the Premier League. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, they've just been stuck and I've just don't know what's really going to get them to the next level, really. Like, it seems to have been some good chance of business. I like the Will Norris signing, experienced goalkeeper from Burnley. You know, he'll do well and definitely at League One level. And I think that will show him up at the back. Um, seems to have kept majority of their squad. Uh, it, it, you know, Colby Bishop's one of their biggest players, right? You know, he's he's the he's one of their you know best players, and I think they'll he's got to be firing and doing well, and you know, providing plenty of contributions for them to really go there. Um, I I really don't know much about John Mussinio, not too much to be totally honest. Um, obviously they he replaced the Cowley brothers um at the middle middle of last season, um, who again some of the biggest shit house managers I think I've ever seen in the league in the league. <laughs> they were unbelievable when they came to uh, uh Portman Road, like unbelievable, like nearly squared up to like Ipswich's whole team. It was absolutely hilarious. Um I, I, I think you know they've they've got enough to, you know, mount certainly around the playoff zone, but I still think they just they just don't have enough to really I don't think go up. I don't I don't, I don't know why. I think they just need some more signings and more quality. And I think they could have a chance, but I just don't, I'm just not too high on Portsmouth this season, unfortunately. What about you? That's interesting because I think we will agree there. I think if you look at last season, you think eighth place, that's not too far off the playoffs. You think, okay, seven points, that's still not too far off the playoffs. But then if I imagine Portsmouth in that playoff picture last year, I'd say they would probably be by far the weakest side. Mm -hmm. Um, and I could probably see a repeat this year, to be honest. I don't yeah. think they're a bad team by any stretch of the imagination, but I I can't see them doing it. I can't see them going that one step further than they have in recent seasons. Yeah. Um, John Messina, by the way, take his name out your mouth. Absolute uh, Stevenage legend. Oh, okay. Yeah. When uh, he was leading Stevenage's charge up the Football League when they uh, they first made their appearance back in the if not 2010 the early 2010s um yeah quite the uh, quite the cult hero around the around the place um regardless of i think he was only there for a couple of seasons but yeah lives long in the memory i didn't realize he transitioned into management to be to be fair he was playing up until very recently but um, yeah yeah he uh he has all the credentials for a great football league manager been nice. around the block as I said, I didn't recognise the names, so now that's a really good insight, Joe. So thanks for mm. that. I'm looking forward to see how they get on. I'm, you know, I'd love them to go up, and I'd love them to be around that place, you know, because I think they are, in my mind, at least a championship club in terms of size and fan base mm. and everything like that. But we just have to. I, I, I just don't think they'll get there. I think it's a, it's, I think it's a struggle, and I think there's too many other stronger teams out there that that will pivot them to the post. Personally, mm. no, sounds good. And any, any. Portsmouth tidbits for for us for our listeners. Uh, there is one that was probably more interesting when I found it out the first time. But um, it's the only city in the UK with a population density greater than London. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they're packing them in in Portsmouth. <laughs> packing them mm. in in Portsmouth. Portsmouth Packers love it. Mm. That, that is yeah. Again, love a bit of geography. I'm always mm. a bit of a geography geography uh, and population fact man. Yeah, love. I know what you mean. Big flag guy. Yeah, uh, I, I like a flag. Love a flag. Love mm. a flag. Love a flag round in a quiz. That's that's yeah. right. agreed. I'm probably not going to add too much value in the in the in the whole like quiz rounds or the whole quizzes like generally, but mm. flag round will always uh will always 
try and at least get you know seventy five percent of them right. Add my wow. That's a high yeah, that's a high bar to be fair. That's that's specialist knowledge to a point where you probably would include you in the team just in case the <laughs> black round comes ground. up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I back myself. You know, you just got to back yourself in these situations. That's true. I'm getting a lot of confidence from you, today, Andy. I, I like it. I like oh, good. it. Appreciate yeah. it. Yes. You know, you got back. You just got to back yourself, and uh, you know, breed that confidence. Because if you breed confidence in yourself, it breeds confidence in others. So you know, I'm hoping oh. that's rubbing off on you. Yeah, that that needs to go onto a mug. That's, yes, exactly. that's a great one. Exactly. I, I know what secret Santa you're getting me next season. Next year. <laughs> Next cool. season, end Next of season, season Santa comes. Season. Yeah, yeah, okay. Love it. Okay, Joe, can you, uh, was it, no, it was, yeah, it was me talking about Boston, wasn't it? It was indeed. Yeah, so talk to me about Derby. I'm really interested to hear what you think about Derby yes. this season. I love Derby. I love their team. Yep. I love their manager. Yeah. And I love their chances this year. So Derby fans, get excited. Um, I know David McGoldrick has left for Notts County. Fine. Yeah. Forget him. Who, who 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 is he anyway? What does it matter? Just just put him in the bin. Um, <laughs> don't worry about that. You've got Connor Washington. He's coming and he'll do the same job, I, I assume. So yeah, don't worry about that. Um, I know Jason Knight also <laughs> left an abandoned ship, um, which is a pain. But again, don't worry about that. Plenty, plenty more fish in the sea. Um, I, I think that they, yeah. The point I'm getting at, the point I'm making is they have lost a lot of good players, but I think they've also brought in a lot of good players. Um, I think in key positions as well, uh, like the inclusion of players such as Sonny Bradley from they picked up from Luton, and Curtis Nelson, who previously playing for a team in the division above, who now joined them this year. Um, Put them in really good stead for a uh, for a push this year, and I uh, yeah I feel very strongly that they will do very well this year. I think they had a good run last year, barely missing out on the playoffs, and yeah. I think that instead of being disheartened, that will spur them on this year to bigger and better things. I couldn't agree with you more. I'm 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 pushing it. The rocket strap is firmly on Derby for me this year. I think. <laughs> Um, I'm very, very excited for this season. I, I honestly think the Sonny Bradley signing is an unbelievable bit of business. Like mm. he was in and around pretty much the first team of of um of Luton last season and the fact he's willing to step down two leagues to help Derby get back up and I think he sees the kind of ambition they have. I think that's you know, that that is an excellent signing. That's an excellent that's that's an X factor signing in my opinion anyway in in, mm. in League One. So I'm 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 gassed for him this year. Absolutely gassed for him. Just to the moon. To the moon this year. <laughs> no, I'm I'm very excited to see how they get on. And if they get on a good run, then the world's you know, the, the league's their oyster in my opinion anyway. I think they're gonna do pretty well. Mm. Hey Paul Warren. Been there and done it as well. What is exactly. it? Two, three promotions with Rotherham under his belt already? Like knows how to do it, knows how to yeah. get out of League One, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. Like yeah, I I I don't see it being too much of a challenge even this year for them, to be perfectly honest. I think they've uh, they've got the minerals for it. They've got the Very minerals much. for it. They've got they got they got the they got the minerals, they got the vitamin A, D, C and E, got everything. So they've got all of it in <laughs> abundance. Absolutely. You said they've got the minerals and then you named a bunch of vitamins. I know. <laughs> Maybe they don't have the minerals. Maybe I should be more concerned. Yeah. 
<laughs> Clearly. Um, any cool facts about Derby that you want to share, Joe? Uh, yeah, actually, a scorcher. So they've got the second tallest perpendicular church tower in England, the nice. bells of which are the oldest set of 10 bells in the world. And they are still used today. So if you're ever in Derby and you hear the bells from the second tallest perpendicular church tower in England, just know that they are the oldest set of 10 bells in the world. Quality. Mm. That is that is a scorcher. Absolute belter. Absolute belter of a fact. Mm. Didn't even know that. I went to Derby quite a bit because uh, I had an ex-partner that lived in, in Derby, so I used to go there quite a bit. So, uh, you know, that's... Um, Did you hear the bells? I, I did. I did hear the bells. Oh, yeah. wow. I did hear the bells. Yeah, she she lived um quite near the city centre, so I used to kind of like hear it quite 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 a lot. So but I didn't even know that fact. So mad. Wow. That's cool. You you're a part of that history then. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Let's talk let's talk about our last three teams. Only got three teams left. So let's talk about <laughs> On the other end of the scale, let's talk about Stevenage, who I have a feeling, Joe, you have quite strong feelings about Stevenage from last mm. season. <laughs> from where I spoke to you last season, I, I, I don't think the biggest fan of Stevenage, are you? Potentially not, no. The anti-footballers. <laughs> um, honestly, probably got one of the, I don't know, I call him Maverick, Steve Evans, like... He's been around, done it in loads of different teams. Has got promotions, done pretty well, and he—he's he, a madman. Like honestly, I, he's just a maverick. I love him. Uh, you, he's one of the managers that you kind of look at him like you can either—he's either going to be a massive prick or he's going to be like one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I just don't know which. I don't know where on the spectrum he is. I that's... can have a very firm guess at which end of the spectrum he uh, <laughs> he lands on. Fair. I can imagine mm. probably more on the P side, but you know, mm. it's uh, he, he's definitely got an opinion, hundred percent. Um, I think I think um their business has been okay. I think they've been trying to get people that have been involved in the league. Um, previously, there a lot of their businesses with League One teams, so they've obviously had experience in League One, which is obviously vital when you're coming up. Um, I, I think just from the manager alone. I think he could do a job with them and just keep him up. But that's me clutching maybe at straws on that. I do like the addition of experienced League One players, though. I think that will help. But, yeah, I just don't know, really, if I'm being totally honest. It's, it's, it's a bit of an anomaly or a bit of a one that I don't really know too much about Stevenage, but I think they might just stay up. What say you, Joe? Yeah, I think putting aside my personal uh perceptions of uh team and manager um objectively speaking i think they will they will stay up i think they steve evans in and of himself regardless of what you think of him is a exceptionally experienced and exceptionally good basically manager at a football league level um, going on twelve hundred games managed and with an yeah. over forty percent win rate is astonishing. Really, nothing mm-hmm. to sniff at. So, I think you're exactly right to highlight him as a key reason for them being able to stay up. And also, yeah. I just think they're they're a challenging side to play. Um, the football purist in me prefers the uh, the tick attacker of uh, Barcelona or Leighton Orient, for example. Yeah, but um. The football pragmatist realizes that actually, particularly at this level, um, 
that is a recipe for staying in divisions that you maybe shouldn't, given the quality of player that you have, uh, or getting out of divisions with a quality of player that maybe you don't have as well. So um, I, yeah, I will leave my uh, my preconceptions at the door and say that I think Stevenage will be okay this year. It'll be a yeah. bumpy ride, but I can see them staying in League One. Yeah, uh, it was an excellent. That's an excellent point you made. Like League One football, you know that kind of bit more Route One slash mm. you know, hoof football definitely can lend itself to have success in this league. So I think that will help them. I think um, it's just you know it it really depends if they go on a massive loss streak, you know, and their confidence is sapped. It can be a, like a really rocky road. But I think yeah. you are right. I think they will just stay up. So I think that's kind of a everything about Stevenage I can think of. And it, unless there's anything else you want to raise about Stevenage, Joe. No, no, no. I'll I'll remain positive. We'll we'll leave it there. Nice. Two teams to go. So Joe, can you talk to me? And I'm really interested to see what you think of this team because I'm mm. I'm quite positive about them this season. Burton. Hmm. Immediately that was a worry because Burton and the last remaining team, Oxford, sit side by side on my predicted table. So nice. I don't know whether you think they're going to overperform or significantly underperform one or the <laughs> other. But um our hero, Dino Mamria, as their uh, their manager of about half a game at Stevenage fame uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago. Um I have no idea where where or how managers like this keep on getting jobs but hey doing a job like doing okay yeah. so like who am i who am i to say uh he shouldn't have it eh? um i i think they'll be okay this year i think we're into the we're into my uh what we're calling it mid-table uh, <laughs> shuffle. Mash, shuffle i was about to say mashup um <laughs> yeah. i think they're they're you know they, they they lost a few key players. They brought in a few key players. Um, I'm interested in the like the goalkeeper switch. I'm always interested in goalkeeper switches, to be fair, because I think mm-hmm. goalkeepers have a real say over how the whole team plays. Yeah, like not necessarily whether they're good at distributing or they're like good with their feet or whatever, but more. I don't know. I, I think a lot of confidence or jitteriness comes almost directly from from the keeper. So I think, yeah, it's one to look out for whenever a new keeper comes in, um, whether they react positively or or particularly badly. Um, I note with great interest that they've brought in a centre mid, another pivotal midfielder from uh, from Ipswich. So I don't know if you have any insider yeah. information on uh, Rakeem. Yeah, so Rakeem Harper, he he was he came to Ipswich a year and a half ago, and he was very highly rated from West Brom, and they paid like five hundred k for him when when he signed. So clearly, he was someone that you know Ipswich thought he could like take him to the next level, and he was very highly rated, but never really like took off really Ipswich for some reason. So I'm intrigued to see what he does in this kind of Burton team. I do think it's a decent signing, and I think he's certainly got a point to prove. And I think if he does, you know, play anything like you know like he's capable of. I've seen like various videos in before he'd signed and he seems like quite, you know, pretty good central midfielder, like strong can, you know, has a, has a good pass in him and then, you know, can link up the play pretty nicely. Um, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see. I, I've been really impressed with their transfer business. I think Mason Bennett's a good signing from, from, um, 
for Millwall. He's been a good player for a while. Like you said, the keeper, I like Jamal Blackman. He used to play, he was a Chelsea graduate. So he's he's obviously had a good upbringing in terms of like his footballing knowledge and in prowess. And I think he's always been quite highly rated. But I really like the signing of Stockton. Obviously, he's done it at League One level. He's He was Morecambe's top scorer for like four or five years in a row. And he's, he knows how to score goals in this league. And I think that's, again, a very good signing on a free transfer, personally. Mm. Yeah, Maybe you're a bit higher on them than I am. Then, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm yeah, you're I'm, convincing I'm, you're me. Really though. Surprised I like that. In the table. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't hate that, and I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you and Dino are onto something. <laughs> I've no idea about the manager though, so I'm glad you don't. <laughs> <know that. laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I, I know his whole backstory. Steve is legend. Sixty-five minutes of management he had at Stevenage. Love it. Well, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so we we'll have to see how that goes. But no, mm. I'm, I'm I'm pretty high on him this season. Have you got any cool tidbits on Burton? Potentially, my favourite little note that I've left myself nice. is um, ask Andy whether he's had a sausage splash from the splash van. <laughs> I have not. No. Well. Do you, do you know what you'd receive if you uh, asked for a sausage splash from the splash van? Well, I want to know. Well, actually, maybe not. It's a dollop <laughs> of tinned tomatoes added to a bacon roll. It says sausage. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand either where they've got. I guess sausage splash must mean like maybe it's cooked with the sausages. Yeah, yeah. And they go like, oh, here's like a splash of. Tomato, I don't know, it's minging. I, I guess actually at the time I read it and was like, that's disgusting. But now I think about it, maybe it's a replacement for like tomato sauce. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm not about it. I don't I don't want a splash from the splash van. Thanks. Yeah. I don't think I want it either. I think I'll pass mm. if I'm being totally honest. Since <laughs> mm. not a food related one though. Yeah, exactly. Weird. Don't know what don't know what came over me. It's just again the appetite. It's league yeah. one feeding. Well, it's, it's, it's the algorithm. That's the thing. Probably the first one I did was food related, and then you know whoever runs Google's gone into my mind and gone. Oh, he, he's after food. He's hungry now. He's hungry for information. So maybe he's hungry yeah. for food based facts. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's that's everything we've got on. Uh, that's everything we've got on Burton. So we'll finish off with Oxford. So Liam Manning. Seems a young upcoming manager. Don't really know him too well, if I'm being totally honest. But I think he re- like they've really struggled at the end of last season. They had a massive losing streak and nearly got relegated. They were like, I was really surprised because they've always been there or thereabouts, like you know, around the playoff zone in League One, and they've always been a half decent side. But they really struggled last season. Um, literally just avoided relegation by like two games. But I think I've got to give it to them. I think I've been really happy with their transfer business. I, you know, I like the I like the Stevens signing from, you know, I like the Stevens signing. He got them um, and McEachran. Uh, he's a bit of a journeyman, isn't he, McEachran? He's been at like every club under the sun. I think he went on about twenty million loans from Chelsea. But I think you know he's, he's still I think clearly a good good player in, um, uh, you know, League One level. But I think the standout for them is uh, Ruben Rodriguez from Notts County. I think when I read up about him, he was one of the highest rated players in Notts County last season, you know, anchored that midfield. And I think he will be a brilliant player in League One this year. And I think that's an absolute coup that Oxford have got him. Um, And if he plays anything to his potential, I think he's 
going to be a really standout player in the league this year. He, you know, when you, when you have a team that's got over nearly a hundred points in a in a league season, right? Um, you know, that breeds an air of confidence, regardless of what league you're in. I think he'll, you know, he'll slot straight into that team and you know do really well. So I'm, I, I think they've done a really good transfer, and I think it's been good. I think they'll do a lot better than uh, they'll they'll definitely be higher than they were this season. Um, just gone, so we'll have to see. But I, I still probably think they'll be in that kind of like mid-table pack we kind of keep alluding to. What about you, Joe? I agree. I think for all the reasons you've highlighted, really, I think they will probably avoid um, uh, a flirt with relegation mm-hmm. that they had at the end of last year. Um, I don't think they've done all the business that they'd need to 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 push. Mm-hmm. The sort of for the for the playoff places or more, but um, yeah, by no means do I think they're in any sort of trouble. Yeah, I I liked your reference to Josh McCachran's journeyman career as well. Yeah. I, I wasn't quite aware of how many different clubs he has played for. So in twelve seasons, he has ten clubs under his belt. Love that. Love like that. That is that's wild. <laughs> and and he played for Brentford for four years. So <laughs> quite yeah. how he managed to pack nine clubs into the other six years is a bit beyond me but um exactly yeah that is that is a great shout <laughs> nice I, I have some little tidbits here and there mm. i don't think I, I don't think i think that's the tidbit isn't it or the journey clubs i think that is the uh that's the tidbit from an oxford perspective isn't it no it's not um, oh, is it not? O- o- oxford are the second have the second oldest university in the world apparently i don't know who yeah. uh, i've put they say but i don't know who they is but they say that oxford is the second oldest university in the world do you have any idea what the oldest is it's in italy oh, it's probably i have no idea enlighten me bologna bologna Appar- apparently apparently uh, what a load of bologna that is terrible <laughs> i'm so terrible. devastated i've set you up for that <laughs> literally oh. like teed it up yeah Smashed you've, you've set yourself up there. you've rolled yeah. that across an open goal for yourself to tap in. Exactly. No. It's, well, it's, it's that it's that air of confidence I've got at the moment, Joe. It's just. It's true. It's really working. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't believe it, but that is our League One preview roundup done of all the teams. That is twenty-four teams done in in two episodes. That's that's crazy. So we'll uh, we'll go on a mini break and we'll come back with our um with our tables and our predictions for. Uh, top goal scorer, top player, and surprise package. We'll see you in the mo. Hello, and welcome back to uh, Andy and Joe's Magic Fun Ride, where we are about to establish our highly debated. 1 to 24 for league 1 um as well as our presumably also highly debated top goal scorer player of the season and surprise package good or ill um andy relegation spots who are yeah. you going for so 24th i've got carlisle i've got exeter 23rd obviously like cuz i love gary caldwell clue um <laughs> i've got northampton 22nd um and I've got Port Vale twenty first at the moment. What about you? Wow, wow. Well, I've got Cambridge coming last. Oh, okay. I I have Carlisle twenty third though. So we yeah. sort of like we've agreed there. 
I've got Cheltenham in 22nd. Oh, interesting. And I've got Bristol Rovers as 21st. Oh, that is a rogue shout. <laughs> the Barton hatred carries on. Yeah, I feel like we've, we've taken similar tacks there. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> apologies to Bristol Rovers and Exeter City. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. I... I think that's. I think Bristol Rovers will be better than that. I'll, mm. I'll, but fair enough. It, it, what's your reasons? Just don't rate their business and just think they're a little bit, you know, just a bit nothing this year. It's exactly that. I I, I think that um, yeah. Despite actively disliking Joe Barton, I really don't. I, I don't get any of their transfer business so far. I don't think it has added on last season or even makes sense with replacing the players that they've lost. Um, yeah. And. I do not think they were as good as the table might have insinuated they were last year. Um, not that it said they were any great guns, but I think they're a lot closer to going down than they might have realised. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a, that, that, I, I can see it. You know, I can definitely see it happen 100%. I think I just slightly disagree that maybe that low, but we'll, we'll just have to see. But I think the, uh, I've, I've, I, we'll go 20 to 13 next. So I've got, Cambridge 20th, so I've got them just avoiding mm. the drop. Um, I've got Stevenage 19th. I've got Lincoln 18th. Um, I've got Cheltenham 17th. I've got Wickham 16th. I'm really not high on Wickham this season. I've got 15th Shrewsbury. 14th Leighton Orient. And I've got 13th Bristol Rovers. So I've got them 13th Bristol Rovers. Yeah, I'm not. So actually, yeah, looking at it, we're not a million miles away with our bottom yeah. half of the table. Yeah. Where sure. they fall in there, maybe we differ. But actually, yeah, I think we're pretty. Maybe we were aligned on the top half, and uh, the second <laughs> yeah. half was a roll of the dice. But um, I've got twentieth Northampton, so just yeah. missing out on uh on being relegated. Nineteenth, sure. bang on Stevenage. Eighteenth, um, I've got Shrewsbury, so again fairly similar. Seventeenth, yeah. Port Vale. So okay. slight yeah. difference there. Sixteenth, I have Exeter. So my uh, my personal hatred of Gary Caldwell does not run that deep. Nice. Um, Wickham fifteenth. So basically the same. Oxford, I've got fourteenth. But mm-hmm. but I I am I am changeable on Oxford. Um, I think you made quite an impassioned plea. So I I don't mm-hmm. Oxford and Burton. I'm I'm a bit uh yeah. yeah a bit shifty of and and Burton yeah being my my thirteenth place. Nice. I haven't heard Orient yet, so I'm looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right, 10th tenth, tenth or 7th? 12th yeah, or 7th? 12th or 7th, yeah. Yeah. So my 12th is Fleetwood. Um, My 11th is Oxford. 10th, Burton. I've got 9th, Charlton. I've got 8th, Portsmouth. And I've got 7th, Blackpool. Well, I think, yeah, we are... We are finally coalescing. Um, 12th, Lincoln. Yeah. 11th, Fleetwood. So one away. Yeah. I've got Orient in 10th. Okay. Gonna, that, 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 championship, that championship mentality. Uh, big upward swing. 9th, Portsmouth. 8th, Charlton. 7th, Blackpool. So those three are basically exactly the same. We, uh, yeah. we know who's going to miss out on the playoffs just about. Oh, yeah, I say, if you can get 10th this season, that must be an excellent season for you this year, right? That's the plan. That's yeah. the plan. 100%. Um, so my playoff zone is um, Wigan 6th, Peterborough 5th, Bolton 4th. And because I really bigged up Derby, I did have him 3rd, but I've put Barnsley 3rd mm. instead. So, so 
What's only player, one big discrepancy. So in sixth place, I've got Peterborough. So yeah. makes yeah. sense. In fifth place, I have Reading. Ah, interesting. Yeah. In fourth place, I have Wigan. So again, playoffs. And mm-hmm. third place, I have Bolton. Sure. Okay. So you might. So my and I. I can definitely see it. I think we've got this first six teams. We. I think we know who are going to be. You know, challenging for the the automatics and and promotion. It's interesting that uh, you've got. You haven't said Wigan yet. That's. Uh, I have. That's they're, the, they're fourth. Wigan oh, fourth. Are fourth yeah, for fourth. Me, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, interesting. So my 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 second is Derby, and I've got Reading as as the winners. Of, ah, of one. I've got Barnsley coming in second, and Derby runaway leaders. You're right on Derby. Yeah, they're, they're, on I Derby. am. The, Derby. They're doing all the business. Paul Warren. He's, he's yeah. got it. He's he's got the minerals. Um, yeah. yeah, I think they'll do it. And That's quite interesting, theory. though. Our, our top nine's bang on. Exactly the yeah. same. Maybe slightly different orders, but um, yeah, ex- exactly the same. Really, our only yeah. our only big misses came uh, came at the bottom. I think our biggest differences were Exeter <laughs> and Bristol Rovers. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean maybe maybe our own personal biases did did uh, did have a say, but um, I think they yeah. did. I don't even I don't even think they think they did. They definitely <laughs> did. <laughs> it was it was as as a. Uh, as you know, visible as anything. Um, no, that's 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 a good that's a good table, and I think mm. it's quite interesting. Um, yeah, I think we've got kind of similar, which is imp- important. So, who have you got for do- top goal scorer, Joe? Top goal scorer, little bit rogue, but Colby Bishop. I think okay. he, I think yeah. he's having a big one this year. Yeah, and whilst I don't think it's good enough to get Portsmouth into the playoffs, I um, yeah. I think he'll have a good one. I've I've gone very safe. I've gone Clark Harris. I think yeah, he, classic. Yeah, I think he will have another good season, and he just he's a robot. He just knows where the goal is in League One, right? And I think he'll have another very good season, and I guess I firmly get Peterborough in the playoffs again. Um, who have you got as top player then? I have gone for Dan Aguilé uh, of okay. of now. Leighton Orient fan. Oh, of course you have. Love it. Yeah. Okay. But there is there is method in the madness. Last year, Crew Alexandra's best player, player yeah. of the season. Um, young, exciting, scores goals, can play a bit of football off the wing. Um, I think there is genuine possibility that I don't think he'll he'll pull us into the playoffs by any means, but I think a couple of good seasons at Leighton Orient and he'll he'll have his eyes set on on higher sights. So um yeah, I'm yeah. going for a bit of a dark horse in uh, uh... Aguirre. I rate it, I rate it very highly, and I'm looking forward to see how he performs. Um, my top player, I, I, again, on the derby train, but I think Sonny Bradley. I think he could have, you know, he could shore up that defence, and you know, clean sheets are worth their weight in gold in this league. And I think he could have an excellent season. And I think, yeah, that is an absolute sensational signing. I love that shout. A yeah. centre back as player of the season. Well, yeah, I, 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 I rate it. Solid. I love a centre back. Yeah. It's not always about goals, my friend. It's about it you know, yeah. shoring up that defence and making hey. it an impenetrable wall. Yeah, goals win games, defences win championships. Great. Yes. There you go. It's a very NFL way of looking at things, isn't it? That's a very mm. like American football lens on it. And again, who's your surprise package then? So I've gone for a club yeah. uh, and it is Bristol Rovers and it's Bristol Rovers for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I think they're going to majorly disappoint everyone this year. No, I've um, been, yeah. Yeah, okay. they are they are my surprise package of the season by being so devastatingly poor and slipping out of the league. 
Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's that's fair enough, and uh, it would be an absolute shock if they went down. But you know, it could, definitely could happen, and you've definitely put a very good case for it. Uh, my surprise package is Oxford this year. I think they will do massively better than last season, and I'm, I've been really encouraged by their transfer business. And I think you know they, I've put them, I've put them eleventh in the table, but I definitely could see them potentially, you know, even getting higher than that. I, I think I've maybe been a bit conservative for my optimism on them. Um, mm. So I think Oxford will have a much better season than they had last season. They'll be nowhere near the relegation zone. And I think the fans will enjoy the football they have this season, in my opinion. I love it. Well, there you go. League One. Done. League One. Completed it, mate. Yeah, love get it. your wallets out. This is a, these are bankers. These are bankers. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You know, don't forget about the betting sites. You know, just, just listen to this podcast and, you know, just thank us later, you know, when exactly. you have wallets of cash. Just yep. Waving about, maybe um, the Derby or Reading romp the league, and yeah. Bristol Rovers or Exeter fall to a fiery uh, crash into League Two. Then uh, yeah. refer back to this. We'll yeah, take yeah. our cut then. Yeah, hundred percent. We'll just have to. You just have to email us or somehow reach out to us to you know see what the cut is and do some negotiation. To be fair, we're we're quite t- we're quite tricky customers. Great. Okay, well, we'll have a little mini break and then we'll have a little mini update on uh, on Canvey Island and how they're preparing for pre-season. Okay, well, welcome back. Um, as promised uh, on the EFL Sesh podcast, we we are following uh, also not just uh, the football league. Uh, we're also following uh, non-league. And uh, if you would have heard us in our first and second episodes, you would find out that we are following Canvey Island FC this season um, in the Isthmian Premier League. Um, we're very much excited to see what their journey is and uh, we can give you our latest update on them. So Canvey Island... Uh, continued their pre-season um up and down this or roller coaster uh, they faced on tuesday the 25th they faced south end at um i found out the stand the movie star stadium that is a great name for a stadium great name love it the movie star because just full of full of entertainment and just captivates the audience um but unfortunately they went down one nil to south end united at home so their their current pre-season record is two wins three losses at the moment so you know a bit of an indifferent form but you know I, I sent um I sent a match report to Joe uh on Twitter and it, it literally the match report said oh yeah really good run out for the lads <laughs> it was like yep. it was like oh minutes in the legs minutes in the legs they're already listening not 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 even published yet and they're already we're already on the same wavelength Exactly. I know. Sensational stuff. So, yeah, they're, they're currently they've got two more games in preseason before they start their regular season. So they're at Bowers, they're at home to Bowers and Pitsy on Saturday 29th. And then they finish off their preseason at home to Grays on Tuesday the 1st. So we'll keep you updated. We've uh, obviously got our League 2 predictions and League 2 review coming up. So probably you'll get an update on on them. And we will still push it, pursue and trying to get some guests from the club onto the podcast, which would be great. Um, but no, we are really rooting for Canvey and I'm really see- excited to see how they get on this season. And, you know, up the Canvey, right, Joe? Exactly that. I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. This is sensational stuff. So, no, that that's, um, that is our, that is our Canvey Island update. And uh, that actually takes us to the end of the podcast. I feel like it's flown by, Joe. It has. Every every minute spent with you, Andy, is, is a dream. And every minute on these podcasts is just a, a dream made reality. 
I know it's, it's it, I, honestly it is 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 a, is a load of fun. We didn't really know what to expect, Joe. And honestly, it's been a pleasure. I'm really enjoying the dynamic, and it's uh, it, it's really fun. And uh, and hopefully, the listeners listeners are, are enjoying the camaraderie and the and the back and forth banter that we uh, we are pursuing. As I said, we're not we're no experts. We're not, we're we're very much on a gut feel kind of uh, opinion on on all things EFL and. You know, hopefully you're enjoying it. But yeah, please give us some positive feedback because we alluded to that Joe hates negative feedback. So, yep, you know, agreed. all positive, all five star reviews. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in our next two episodes that will, that will hopefully drop in the next few days. Um, hopefully just before the season starts. And that will be our League Two rundown and our League Two predictions. So, you know, look out for that. I'm really excited to dive into League Two. I think there's some absolute stories in that league this year. So, you know, please don't, please make sure you, uh, you know, follow us on all the podcasting platforms, you know, give us a five-star rating on, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, all that kind of good old stuff. But yeah, um, any last words, Joe, before we close today? Yeah, that was a sensationally long sentence. Yeah, it I was. was yeah. I was very impressed. Seemingly one breath as well. So, <laughs> yeah, cracking stuff. But um, no, just reiterate what joy it is to be talking to Andy every always every every day. Um, just a, a really stellar guy. Oh, honestly, you too, mate. Like you, you're a, you're a one in a million, mate, and uh, you know you're a top draw man. So, you know that the, the, that's enough positives for to to end the podcast. <laughs> on. So that's it. It's not going to be any better than that. So, thank you for listening to the EFL Sesh podcast, and we'll see you very soon. Ciao, ciao. Yeah.